CTV's W5 with Avery Haynes. Welcome to W5. It is a search that has spanned two decades. Dawn Carice was 43 when she escaped from the North Bay Psychiatric Hospital. And now, all these years later, hundreds of new leads have been generated by a private investigator who has been relentlessly searching for answers. She said, I'm Dawn the Running Bear. And when I run, no one's going to catch me. Something definitely went wrong that day. In North Bay, Ontario, near the shores of Lake Nipissing, complete strangers have gathered to heal. Only united because a loved one in each of their lives is missing. Think about why we're here today, putting our, our minds and our hearts together. One of the beloved faces in these frames is that of Don Carice. She was 43 when she ran away from the North Bay Psychiatric Hospital on August 9, 2001. Like every family here, her son and daughter Sandra are still looking for answers. I don't know what happened. You know, like, I don't know if she's alive. I don't know if she's deceased. I don't know nothing. In 1991, Dawn was 33 and raising three young kids in the small northern Ontario town of Kirkland Lake. She would sing to me every night. I remember that part. You still remember those songs she used to sing? I do. She used to sing, um, You Are My Sunshine. Those perfect family memories shattered on Christmas Eve. I just remember her coughing and coughing and she went around like the hallway and collapsed and that was the last thing I remember. A blood clot stopped Dawn's heart that night and left her with a brain injury. And then I remember visiting her in the hospital when she woke up from a coma and she didn't remember me or my brother or my dad. You were um, four or five, right, when she got sick? So the mom you knew was always sick? Yeah. After the injury, Dawn struggled and constantly forgot what she was doing, like turning off the stove or locking the house. This made her a risk to herself and her family. So Sandra's dad had to make a gut-wrenching decision. Your dad tried to take care of her for a while. He did, yes, he did, but it was too much for him. They decided to put her in North Bay Psychiatric Hospital. My dad put her in there thinking that was a safe place for her. The North Bay Psychiatric Hospital was built in 1957, remotely located along Highway 11, the Trans-Canada, well known as the gateway to the country. It was a giant 320,000 square foot institution with 600 employees and more than 1,100 patients. Now there's just a locked gate to the grounds and the outline of its massive foundation. It was torn down in 2013. Dawn was admitted here in 1992 and went missing nine years later. She was one of six patients who vanished without a trace between 1966 and 2010. In Canada, a person goes missing every seven minutes. Ellen White is their crusader. 
She's a private investigator who now volunteers time to crack cold cases. The good news is that most of you know, are they alive? Are they dead? Did they just, you know, not like their family and not want to come home? Did they meet with foul play? Is there somebody out there who's taking my loved one? We met up with Ellen at a truck stop, less than a kilometer from where the North Bay Psychiatric Hospital was. You know, when I worked as a private investigator back in the 80s, um, I didn't have any say. I worked for a company. They chose what cases they would take on, and the cases would be assigned to me. But I was well aware of families that would come in looking to have help to find their missing loved ones and really having to leave because they just couldn't afford the cost. So now Ellen offers her investigative skills for free and shares what she uncovers on her podcast, Whereabouts Unknown. In just a moment, Dawn went from being a happy and energetic young mother who aspired to be a welder to a person that was almost unrecognizable to even those closest to her. In just a year, Ellen has generated hundreds of tips for 16 families. And Ellen, you've been able to get information from tipsters that the police have not been able to. Yeah. Why do you think that is? We are not uh, charging anybody. We are certainly not judging anybody. We are just gathering information that might be a benefit to these families. So I think people did feel um, possibly more comfortable and more confident that they could, in some cases, remain anonymous and still give us valuable information. The disappearance of Don Carice has generated the most attention of Ellen's podcast. The mother of three escaped from the North Bay Psychiatric Hospital 20 years ago. There's been no trace of her since. We still don't know what happened to her 20 years later. So we were able to find out how Dawn left on that day, and we know that that was only one of many uh, escape attempts that Dawn had made, and a lot of them were successful. Darlene Jinkra was Dawn's first nurse and remembers her well. You were quite fond of Dawn. Yeah, I was. Why? Yeah, her wittiness. And you could tell that she must have been a super, super friendly person. And she was very fond of her children. Yeah. That's one thing she mentioned a lot, was getting back to them. Yeah. That was her biggest focus. Darlene remembers Dawn was a flight risk. We always had to be aware that she was going to try to leave. She was never allowed off the floor alone. It was always, like, supervised. So she would need 24-hour supervision? Yes. Always? Yes. As long as I've known her, she called herself Dawn the Running Bear. And she, she vocalized it many times, saying... If I ever had the chance to get out of here and run, I'm going to run and no one's going to stop me. In the 10 years she was being kept under lock and key, Dawn would escape at least nine times before she finally disappeared on August 9th, 2001. Dawn always said she was heading north to find her family. She never got there. But how was she able to outsmart a team of nurses and doctors and make her last escape? So when we wonder what happened here, yeah. what goes through your mind? The, the thing that baffles me the most is that she went to the craft room that day, but how did she end up in the craft room alone is, is just uncanny to me. The craft room was only nine meters to the nearest exit, an easy route out. How did Dawn go from being alone and not being watched to slipping out of that craft room? I don't understand. So someone dropped the ball at the hospital? Definitely. Dawn left no clues and didn't tell any staff where she was going. Later, Ellen discovered this. But then Dawn's duffel bag and her native status card were missing too, 
and she would not have had access to either of those things. Her status card, for example, was kept in a securely locked room that staff referred to as the vault. No status card or duffel bag were ever recovered. Dawn's body hasn't been found either. Somehow I have a feeling that she just took off running and didn't stop. She just ran and ran and didn't stop until they didn't come looking for her. Dawn wasn't the only person to disappear from this hospital. Six patients, three of them indigenous, all vanished. When Ellen opened Dawn's file, she revealed many errors in the original police report. It said that Dawn had been at the North Bay Psychiatric Hospital for 18 years when it was just nine. She also discovered Dawn went missing much earlier. So you're dispelling this from, from police reports themselves? Yeah, so the police report said that a person had seen Dawn at about five o'clock. Moments later entered the dining area, you know, within 10 minutes, and Dawn had somehow disappeared. Yet accounts from employees saw Dawn alone in the craft room and leaving six hours earlier at 11 a.m. Dawn is literally there one moment and gone the next out somehow, perhaps through a locked war door or perhaps a barred window. Dawn was on the run for at least 16 hours before police even knew. The revelation is heartbreaking for daughter Sandra, who was only 15 when her mom went missing. Why did they wait the next day to report her missing? Like, why didn't they search right away when the most crucial time to search for somebody, especially in her condition, maybe they would have found her if they would have searched sooner. They just, you know, think, oh, it's just another person in a psychiatric hospital. You know, you don't know who to ask for help or who to contact or where to look. 20 years later, Ellen is still looking. Hello, it's Ellen calling from Whereabouts Unknown. I would love to talk with you about that really helpful tip you sent in. Her podcast has triggered a response and possible sightings have surfaced. Could they be Dawn? Coming up. Some families don't know where their loved one is. Years of searching takes its toll. These cases have left an impression on you. When W5 continues. In 2001, a 43-year-old woman slipped out the back door of a psychiatric hospital in North Bay, Ontario, and vanished without a trace. It was the 10th time she attempted to escape, and this time, she succeeded. She knew she wanted to get back home, and she pointed. She'd say, oh, I need to go back north. I need to go home. But Don Carice never made it home, and 20 years later, tips like this are surfacing. Share with me what makes you think that might be Dawn? Um, her appearance, her uh, face, her story. Ellen White is a former private investigator, and with her podcast, Whereabouts Unknown, she's casting a spotlight on missing people in Canada. Dawn Carice is one of them. When I first met her, her story was she came from up north, she is a native Indian, she came from a big family. The, the correlations were too similar. 
We have no doubt that um, she believes that person to be Don Curry's. And when we look at the, you know, the, the ethnicity, the height, the weight, the hair color, the eye color, the um, smoking, the speech patterns, uh, the limitations, we can easily see Don having ended up in a situation where she would be cared for and controlled by someone else. Don Carice was just 33 when she suffered a sudden brain injury at her home in Kirkland Lake, Ontario. A young mother with three kids, she had to be admitted to the North Bay Psychiatric Hospital in 1992 because her family couldn't care for her. And from her very first day, she was entirely clear with her message that given the chance she would run from this hospital in an attempt to return home to the young children who in her mind never aged. Ellen's podcast has sparked hundreds of tips. She passes them along to police investigators like Staff Sergeant Dave Wilson. Absolutely helps. Um, any, anyone that wants to uh, spread the news on any of our cases is, is a huge resource for us. Wilson came to the North Bay Police in 2002. He took special interest in the six missing from the North Bay Psychiatric Hospital. Six people disappear from that one facility. What's going on here? I don't know. Yeah. That's their standards. Uh, as far as what, what's been set by Ontario Hospital, it would be inappropriate for me to comment on any of that. Um, at the end of the day, we have six people that are missing from that facility, and you know our job is to investigate that. Let's talk about Dawn Carice's case. What sticks out to you about her file? Uh, interesting. Uh, of, of all the cases, um, I thought for sure there would have been a tracking record uh, somewhere across the country, let alone into the United States, of some type of proof of life, um, being that she was more than capable of leaving that hospital, hitchhiking, um, you know, taking a bus, uh, you name it. Um, and yet, you know, we've, we've come up dry in, in all avenues that we've explored. Ellen is exploring a number of theories tied to Dawn's disappearance. We went back to the scene to see for ourselves. I mean, it's a gateway to the rest of the country, right on the Trans-Canada here. What potentially could have happened to Dawn that day. Did Dawn come out that doorway completely surprised and disoriented at where she found herself? Did she hear or see other people and did she possibly dart into the bush to hide from them? Theory one is exactly that. Dawn had run nine times before. Once she tried to hitchhike. Each time she was intercepted and brought back. Until the summer of 2001. Theory two. Dawn might have been picked up along the highway or at a truck stop hitching a ride. Did Dawn meet with foul play at the hands of someone who picked her up while hitchhiking that day? Were sexual advances made that Dawn tried to fight off, possibly resulting in her being injured or killed? For 20 years, there's been no concrete evidence and no body found. For daughter Sandra, it's agonizing. You're convinced that she would have come looking for you? I am convinced, yeah. Unless she didn't remember who she was anymore. When tips come in, what is that like for you? It's kind of nerve-wracking, I guess. And if, is it going to be good news? Is it going to be bad news? Like, am I prepared for that? So it's a bunch of emotions, I think. In Theory 3, Ellen focuses on a former employee who currently faces a murder charge in a separate historic case. We've been told that he had access to the hospital's fleet vehicles and that on occasion he transported patients. 
this person, based on the information that we received from a number of sources, had joined the North Bay Psychiatric Hospital staff just a month previous to Dawn's admission there. We've not been able to rule out that that was actually the person that was sent to find Dawn on that day. Darlene Jinkra remembers this employee. What's to say that that Dawn leaving at that time was not at the end of his shift when he could pick someone up? We don't know. And we might never know. Right. Yeah. Another mystery. Yes. For sure. We went back to the North Bay Police about this theory. I think what you're alluding to is the information that would have been received from, from Ellen's uh, podcast, right? So by all means, that information has been received and uh, the investigating officers is uh, following up that information. While there is hope Don will be found alive, that chance, decades later, is slim. Finding any trace of her would give her family answers. Unfortunately, in many of these cases, you know, the writing on the wall is, is they may not be with us anymore. There are more than 70,000 missing people in Canada and more than 700 unidentified human remains. If Don fled Ontario and died in another province or country, it used to be almost impossible to know what happened to her. You could go missing in North Bay, hitchhike out to another province, even go into a hospital, mm -hmm. and perhaps even die on record. And if there's no next to kin on record, Ontario may never know. I think the unknown really um, can make some families stuck if they haven't come to the conclusion that that person might be missing and possibly deceased. Ingrid Mulig helps families and investigators by posting and tracking profiles of missing persons. In 2018, a new DNA data bank was set up to make matches between missing persons and unidentified human remains in Canada. At any moment, a match can be made. So it's, it's value to the investigators that they know that even though they're not hands-on with the DNA, they've made the submission and it is working in the background for them. Even amateur detectives have trolled the site, hoping to make connections. We know that there's what we call amateur sleuths that will um, go through the different profiles on the website and try to make matches. And we've had successful uh, matches come through. In just three years, 38 matches have been made, allowing families to grieve. You know, some families don't know where their loved one is. Um, and to give them those answers and for the investigator to provide those answers, um, it, it's, you know, great work. And here we are doing everything we can in hopes of you know, just, you know, making that one match or solving that, that one case. Mm -hmm. These cases have left an impression on you. Don Carice would now be 62 years old. So what could have happened to Don Carice? Ellen's listeners continue to stir up more possibilities two decades later. Potential sightings that have come in about Dawn across the country um, far exceed in number, even 20 years later, anything that was uncovered in those first months. This video, which came from a listener in Brussels, Ontario, was thought to be Dawn. You, you mentioned that that person who's living with her is, you know, kind of controlling, controls her movement, controls her um, you know, what she might be saying. We're um, protecting, very protective. It was ruled out. Local police were contacted and discovered she was known to them when Dawn was still in the hospital. And she has an ex-husband who also confirmed it's not Dawn. 
And this person, spotted at a coffee shop in Timmins, turns out the doppelganger is a well-educated professional who sent Ellen documentation and family proof, so it can't be done. It's part of the process, but still leaves lingering questions. Here we are in North Bay. We're the, we're the four corners of, of Canada. Um, you can come into North Bay from east-west, the Trans-Canada comes right through here. So that, that hospital was located um, right basically on the, on the Trans-Canada. The problem being, what's frustrating is which way did she go? Sandra and her brother wish they knew. They've missed their mom at every birthday, every wedding, and every milestone for the past 20 years. Do you think, Sandra, that she's still alive? I hope she's still alive. Some days I think she is, but other days I, because um, it's been so long, so I have my doubts. Like sometimes when I listen to the podcast, you know, when I hear people say her name and I get emotional, but I do think she's still out there. It's emotional for Ellen too who dedicates her personal time and money to find answers for perfect strangers. There are people who have suffered a tragic loss that we couldn't even believe uh, you know, could happen or we couldn't imagine happening in our own families. You know, I can see it. I can oh, see it in your, in, your, in your tears and the way you talk to the families. Like, it, you're doing this all for free. You're doing this all of your own time and volition. Of course, yeah. Which is, I think, you know, kind of the best kind of gift to give. You know, it was the kind that is no strings attached. We consider it an honor to be invited into their lives. If you have any information about the disappearance of Don Carice or any other of the missing people in this story, please contact the North Bay Police or Crime Stoppers. You've been listening to CTV's W5 with Avery Haynes. 